0: Beast Watch News, watching the rising beast of Revelation. There was an exponential increase in chaos in the Middle East, Israel, and the U.S. this week. The Middle East and North Africa have become a powder keg this week, and this time it doesn't center on Israel and the U.S., it does, however, continue setting the stage for the king of the north to attack the Middle East's southern region and North Africa, according to Daniel 1140 40-45's prophecy. Besides this new geo-military shift, a new Islamic geopolitical religious shift is in the making in the Middle East this is something to watch because of how it could fulfill Daniel 1144 I'll have an analysis of the uproar Donald Trump's anti-semitic executive order is causing and the latest on Israel's elections including what the real issue is that everyone is ignoring but first, Iraq Trump just sent more troops into Iraq a testimony to how much he doesn't want war in the Middle East. Hundreds of US troops landed at the US Al-Assad Air Base in western Iraq on Monday, December 16th after an American threat of reprisal against pro-Iranian Iraqi Shiite militias for their rocket attacks on U.S. bases in that country. That threat sparked an Iraqi militia exit from Iranian Al-Quds bases and command centers in Iraq and Syria. Among them, Debka Files military sources report, the big Iranian military complex near the Syrian Iraqi border town of Abu Kamal the Iraqi militiamen crossed into Iraq and scattered in the desert and dry river areas of the western Iraqi province of Anbar. The new American military personnel were transferred by nearly 500 military vehicles from Jordan to the Al-Assad Air Base, which is the largest U.S. military installation in the region. It has come under repeated rocket attack and shelling. The American threat of repri- Was greeted by those militias with a promise of more attacks. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and Defense Secretary Mark Esper held conversations with Iraq's caretaker Prime Minister Adel Abdul Mahdi in the last few days. They warned him that U.S. patience was running out after constant rocket harassment by the local pro-Iranian militias. Since early November, American military and civilian locations, including also the U.S. Embassy compound in Baghdad, have taken at least 10 strikes by rockets, mortar shells, or Katyusha fire. Esper stressed when he talked to the Iraqi Prime Minister on December 16th that the U.S. has the right to self-defense. After their conversation, which was described as tough, Adel Mahdi called on all parties to exercise restraint and warned the U.S. against taking action. The statement issued in Baghdad said unilateral decisions will trigger negative reactions that will make it more difficult to control the situation and will threaten Iraq's security, sovereignty, and independence. This was taken as indicating that the Iraqi Prime Minister had received information that the pro-Iranian Shiite militias were ready to take American punishment, but had also completed their preparations to retaliate with more attacks on American bases in Iraq. Those bases house some 5,000 U.S. troops and also serve as the logistic infrastructure for American forces operating in Syria. Now, did Hezbollah try to spark a war? Another plot to stir the war pot came in the surprise leak quote-unquote of the Trump peace plan to a Hezbollah news station. My speculation is that Iran may have tried stirring up the Gog Magog war this week with the release of a report about Trump's peace plan for Israel The report was reported by the pro-Hezbollah al-Mayadeem Media group, but was likely instigated at the behest of Iran. I am speculating on this because Hezbollah and all its proponents are liars and Hezbollah is an Iranian proxy. But the gullible Israeli media picked up the story and ran with it. Lebanese Hezbollah-backed Al-Mayadeen TV channel claimed on Monday to have obtained parts of a draft of U.S. President Donald Trump's much-anticipated Israeli-Palestinian peace plan proposal. According to the Hezbollah report, the deal of the century would see a trilateral agreement signed between Israel, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, and Hamas with the establishment of a Palestinian Palestinian state branded New Palestine on the West Bank and Gaza Strip well right there the Israeli media should have backed up for a moment and given this a second thought they are now openly reporting that Trump's peace plan does not involve a Palestinian state with is within Israel's borders what were they thinking The article further says the state would not include existing Israeli settlements as well as isolated settlements to remain under Israeli sovereignty and Jerusalem will not be divided but that it will be shared between Israel and New Palestine having the Israeli Arab population living mostly in East Jerusalem become residents of the Palestinian state regarding the Hamas controlled enclave the draft stipulates that new lands would be handed to the new Palestine by the Egyptians for the purpose of setting up an airport and factories agriculture and for commercial use without permitting the Palestinians to live in them well the Times of Israel was the only media outlet in the Middle East, Israel or the U.S to call Hezbollah's report unconfirmed. Then Times of Israel quickly rebutted the false claim, saying the White House on Tuesday denied reports from a Lebanese television channel that its supposed peace plan will include a three-way deal between Israel, the Palestinian Authority, and Hamas rumors about the content of the Trump administration peace plan are false a senior administration official told the Times of Israel we are confident that the so-called source has not seen the plan the report by the pro Hezbollah al-Mayadeen features details that starkly contradict the limited information that Washington has released about the proposal, and that stand at sharp odds with known U.S. and Israeli positions. Again, the Israeli news media should have known better. This nonsensical report could have sparked any number of protests to the point of chaos, which is what I think Iran wanted to do by using their proxy, Hezbollah. Furthermore, the report, which was widely covered in Hebrew Language Media Monday, said the United States would end its economic support for Israel if its government rejects the deal. It also said the plan provides for establishing a Palestinian state in Gaza and parts of the West Bank to be called New Palestine. Well, you know, this could have sparked Jewish protests. The settlement blocks in the West Bank would be annexed into Israel along with isolated settlements, the report claimed. The Jordan Valley would remain under Israeli control. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has in recent weeks said he has U.S. agreement to annex the Jordan Valley. Oh, here comes Jordan's army to protest. The same ending of support was said for the Palestinians although the report claimed that if Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad groups balk and the PLO accepts it would distinguish between the Ramallah leadership and the terrorist groups sparking Palestinian and Hamas protests and missile lobbying the report further claimed that Saudi Arabia would become custodian of Temple Mount more reason for Jordan's army accompanied by masses of rock-throwing Palestinians and missile-lobbing Hamas to descend on Jerusalem can you see how irresponsible media outlets could have caused a chaotic reaction instigated by Israel's enemy if the media would just stop and think a moment I received this information from friends several friends and just sat in my chair for a moment thinking this is a Lebanese media outlet reporting this how in the world would they have gotten this White House leak if the White House were going to leak the information why would they leak it to Hezbollah now if I can think this through why can't the Israeli media they were playing into the liars psyop think about this critically for a moment Trump is trying to stay in control of the Middle East a report like this could spark an uprising in any of the agitated populations. The Palestinians, any group of Jewish settlers, Hamas, or perhaps Iran would use the report as an excuse to attack Israel to prevent their being and Israel to divide. One of my friends thought, and rightfully so, that the leak might have been perpetrated by the White House to be a distraction so people won't pay attention to some activities on Temple Mount to facilitate the building of the Jewish Temple. It's a possibility. For the first time this week though, the Jews held a prayer service on Temple Mount while the waqf looked the other way maybe they took my advice from Beast Watch News on November 7th 2019 when I said the failure of the waqf to see that preventing the Jews from praying on their holy mountain that is in Judah's territory is driving a backlash that will end up with the Jews in full control of Temple Mount so exactly what the waqf doesn't want is exactly what the waqf is going to get look I'm being facetious now however Yahweh is in control of the volatile situation on Temple Mount in Jerusalem Israel and the Middle East no matter how many ploys happen by Israel's enemies it will all happen in Yahweh's timing and now another end times player Turkey Just put a fuse in the Middle East powder keg and that fuse could be ready to be lit at any moment. From the hill, Turkey Daniel 1144's troublemaker for the new Shiite caliphate when it is established is now involved in a swiftly worsening crisis prompted by a new stage in the Libyan civil war. Libya is mentioned in the king of the north's attack on Israel, Jordan and Egypt This attack will include Saudi Arabia Even though the scripture does not specifically mention that nation This is because when the Shiite king of the north takes control of the newly formed caliphate It will be necessary for the Shiites to control Mecca and Medina now two weeks ago Ankara and Tripoli that's Turkey and Libya signed an agreement delineating a maritime border because of disputes over Mediterranean gas and oil and created a military treaty between them until they created this new maritime agreement few realized the two countries had such a maritime border because the Greek island of Crete was in the way but you see Turkey does not regard islands as having economic exclusivity stretching up to 200 miles beyond territorial waters thus Turkey thinks its maritime border stretches all the way to Triple e and Tripoli, Libya's capital, now shares this view. Even though the administration clutching to power in the Libyan capital controls much less than half of territorial Libya at present and not even the bit of Mediterranean coastline used to justify the claim. At the time of this cartographic surprise, some speculated that Turkey wanted to annoy Greece Yet again, in order to claim what it regards as its share of potential lucrative natural gas reserves at the eastern end of the Mediterranean Sea way to the south Egypt already is an established producer Israel's leviathan field which comes on stream this month will mean that country now is self-sufficient and can export the surplus initially via Egyptian gas liquefaction plants and in fact I will report a bit later on protests in Jordan regarding these gas exports over the weekend detail emerged on a separate Turkish Libyan military agreement as well Ankara essentially promised to safeguard the government in Tripoli so what we have here is Turkey maneuvering to fill its pockets and do some other things that I will now explain Libya is in a civil war and at present Washington supports the legitimate government of Libya the US also supports the Libyan government so what is Turkey doing muscling in on Libya and how does this situation move toward fulfilling Bible prophecy I will answer the first question in a minute but right now I will explain Libya's role in the King of the North invasion Libya will be overrun by the king of the north not because Libya has any special love for Israel or that it is somehow connected to Israel in a treaty like uh, Egypt and Jordan and Saudi Arabia in fact there are now no Jews in Libya and relations between Israel and Libya are just well non-existent however, Libya is a major military territory of the United States in North Africa. Turkey is at odds with the US now and is branching out making new allies and as we will discover in this report Turkey is a new leader in creating a new confederation of Sunni nations that will make trouble for Iran the King of the North this is why Libya will get caught in the King of the North's invasion what are the implications of Turkey's military pledge to Libya asks Euronews well Euronews answers Turkey is ready to send troops to Libya Ankara's latest move comes as the Libyan civil war enters a crucial stage with Eastern Libyan commander Khalifa Haftar launching what he said would be a final battle for Tripoli but Turkey has another interest in Libya a strategic interest is to develop a Mediterranean policy which may compete with that of the Europeans see Turkey is now taking its NATO fight with the US and Europe to a strategic area Libya which quite conveniently happens to be in the midst of war the how likely is a Turkish intervention well we don't know at this point will the King of the North find Turkey already in Libya when Iran attacks or will Turkey be obliged by treaty to respond after the Iranian attack we will have to wait and see according to the text of the military agreement Tripoli could request vehicles, equipment, and weapons for use in Army, Navy, and air operations it also provides for new intelligence sharing and what would be the impact on EU-Turkey relations Turkey's pledge to offer military support to Libya comes at a time of heightened tensions between Ankara and EU countries on a number of fronts not least Ankara's military intervention against the Kurds in Syria earlier this year Ankara's actions risk an anti-Turkish coalition forming comprising Greece, Cyprus, Egypt, Israel, Jordan and Italy these countries came together under the umbrella of the Eastern Mediterranean Gas Forum an outwardly energy related but ultimately military partnership from which Turkey was excluded the natural gas reserves in the region are estimated to be around 122 trillion cubic meters in total in the third Turkish foreign policy flashpoint with the US Kavasoglu also said Turkey would not rescind its deal with Russia over the S-400 missile defense system the US Congress also angry about Turkish intervention in Syria has said the use of the S-400 defense system is incompatible with Turkey's membership of NATO and called for sanctions Kavasoglu responded sanctions and threatening language never work but if sanctions are placed Turkey has to reciprocate The U.S. approved the sale of Patriot missiles last December in the hope that Turkey would tear up the deal for the rival Russian surface-to-air missiles, but the Russian deliveries went ahead and the U.S. said in August that its offer was off the table. The US has started unwinding Turkey from their joint program to build F-35 fighters and has threatened it will not sell the jets to Ankara for fear the technology could be comprised by the proximity to Russian technicians servicing the S-400 in a sign of the deteriorating relations between Turkey and the US Congress if not the White House the Senate on Thursday unanimously passed a resolution officially recognizing the Armenian Genocide joining the House in condemning the Ottoman Turkish mass slaughter of 1.5 million people early last century well Regardless of men's reasons for doing what they do, the truth is that, again, Yahweh is orchestrating all of this. What the military agreement between Turkey and Libya really means is that Libya will call on Turkey when Iran attacks it and Turkey will be obliged to answer that call thus Daniel 11:44's four's prophecy could be driven by this treaty I will explain what I mean by this in a minute Jordan let's talk about Jordan you all know there is fighting in the Middle East North Africa Libya and in the maritime zones over the changes coming to the region namely Israel's gas fields that are coming online for the purpose of Exports. The U.S. and Israel want to make a major change in Jordan and now Jordan is becoming a hot spot because of protests that I believe the U.S. is stirring up. The most recent protest is over Jordan's import of Israeli gas. Jordan is expected to witness a wave of popular protests as the implementation of a 10 billion dollar gas deal with Israel looms on the horizon activists and lawmakers in the Hashemite kingdom let me stop right here I'm just going to put this in Jordan calls itself the Hashemite Kingdom the Jews refer to them as the Hashemite Kingdom the whole world calls them the Hashemite Kingdom but the name is Hashem the Hashemites are related to Yahweh because that word Hashem is uh, a Jewish language not Hebrew language this word Hashem does not appear as a word in Hebrew it appears in the Jewish cultural language Hashem the name that they refer to God as so activists and lawmakers in the Hashemite kingdom Jordan is their brethren see they're all denying it but it's right there in the name activists and lawmakers in The nameite Kingdom, Hashemite Kingdom, have been calling on the government to cancel the agreement with Israel, saying that the U.S. has forced Jordan to sign the deal despite its economic and moral prejudices. According to its opponents, the agreement about the gas stolen from Palestine stipulates that if any gas fields are discovered in Jordan during the lifespan of the deal, the buyer, Jordan, may not reduce the import price by more than 20%. Campaigners calling for the cancellation of the agreement have asked for a meeting next Tuesday to discuss ways to convince the government to cancel it. The coordinator of the national campaign to cancel the gas agreement with Israel, Hashim al-Bustani, told Kuds Press there are two ways to confront the agreement with its imminent impl- implantation date at the beginning of next month. We either press parliament to stop its implementation or wait for popular escalation through vigils now let's talk about what is happening in Islam Islam reflects ancient Israel in that it it is split into two houses Sunni and Shiite now these this split is also along the Esau Ishmaelite lines but important geopolitical and Islamic religious changes have begun this week changes that mirror Daniel's prophecy about the king of the north wars the beginning of this geopolitical and Islamic religious split is happening with the first ever Malaysia summit this has the appearance of the beginning of a Sunni coalition that will push back against The coming Shiite Caliphate, the King of the North, will set up in Israel. Malaysia is hosting an Islamic summit from December 18th to the 21st, but it will not include six of the most prominent Muslim countries raising questions about the political vision of the organization. Malaysian Prime Minister Mahathir bin Mohammed said a mini Islamic summit in Kuala Lumpur would include Malaysia, Qatar, Indonesia, Turkey and Pakistan but exclude Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Egypt, Bahrain, Syria and Jordan it says the five countries will be pioneering the beginning of a broader Islamic cooperation that includes several fields facing the Islamic world the gathering will focus on sovereignty, integrity and good governance, identity, justice and freedom, security and defense trade and investment and technology and internet governance so this organization is going for an all-inclusive kind of governance of all the Islamic countries in the organization which excludes those just listed and I will explain the reason for that in a minute Mahathir bin Mohammed said the meeting would develop strategies to confront violations against the Islamic world, including Israel's aggression against Palestinians Hmm, sounds similar to what is happening in America Trump with his anti-Semitic trope And now these Islamic nations seeking protection for Islam. (laughs) I can't wait until they rise up in America to get the same protection as the Jews there. (laughs) Right now the Malaysia summit does not look like a split between Sunnis and Shiites because Iran's President Rouhani is attending. Iran's presence is more likely because Iran doesn't want to miss what is happening in the other house according to this Al Jazeera article there are notable absences including the leaders of Indonesia Saudi Arabia and Pakistan whose Prime Minister Imam Khan canceled his trip after a visit to Saudi Arabia over the weekend when asked about the absence of reasons behind Malaysia's decision not to invite Egypt Saudi Arabia the United Arab Emirates Bahrain Syria and Jordan Abdel Rahim Abdel Wahed an Egyptian researcher on Malaysian political issues said search for the Turkish Qatari and Muslim Brotherhood influence as we shall see his answer is disingenuous. That's not what this is about at all. Could the real reason be that even though Turkey is a supporter of the Muslim Brotherhood it is not a supporter of Israel? Could it be that Israel and these Muslim countries relations with Israel is the reason? All of these excluded nations except Syria have various kinds of ties to Israel and Syria was not invited because it is now a vassal of Iran and so it will be represented by Iran at this Malaysia summit Egypt, Jordan, and Saudi Arabia, though, will be attacked by Iran during the King of the North's first attack. The other excluded nations are likely to be attacked after Iran's first military foray when it goes forth after hearing bad news from the north and east of the Middle East. Here is what Almonitor has to say Malaysia's upstart summit is causing controversy over its exclusivity mainly because Iran was invited but its arch rival Saudi Arabia was not Apparently the idea occurred to the leaders of Turkey, Pakistan and Malaysia during a meeting on the sidelines of the US General Assembly session in September later Iran and Qatar were invited to participate it turns out though that Pakistan has closer ties and is politically controlled by Saudi Arabia and so will not attend and many other major Muslim countries have not been included yet Mahathir bin Mohammed denied rumors that he expects the summit's organizing group to replace the OIC, the Organization of Islamic Cooperation some critics say the OIC is losing relevance and a new broad-based alliance could help sort out differences in the current regional scenario But major powers like Saudi Arabia are feeling left out of this process and perceive the Kuala Lumpur summit as a rival forum to the OIC. Though other countries had also expressed interest, just five main states will decide the main direction of the Islamic alliance and lay its foundation. There is also a proposal to introduce a common currency at this point it's too early to assess whether Mahathir bin Mohammed's efforts will prove sustainable and effective the reason this is important to watch and this is where I'm going to explain to you about Daniel 1144 is because it could be forming a rift that will leave the king of the south with only the nations listed in Daniel 11 in other words no help for the king of the south when the king of the north attacks because the other Sunni nations north and east of the Middle East will have formed an exclusive alliance and they will ignore what happens to Jordan, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Libya, and Ethiopia and they will probably rejoice at what happens to Israel. Daniel 11:44 explains this situation after the king of the north attacks the king of the south but news from the east and the north shall alarm him that's the king of the north and he shall go out with great fury to destroy and devote many to destruction after the king of the north attacks the king of the south the king of the north will hear disturbing news from the north that's Turkey and the East that's other Islamic nations that were not included in the King of the North's first attack Turkey is north or northward of the Middle East the other nations are east eastward of the Middle East now in the second attack the king of the north goes forth to subdue and conquer the Shiites go forth to conquer the Sunnis to put them under Shiite control and convert the rest of the earth to Islam stay tuned I'll be right back after these messages Thank you for listening to the Jerusalem Report on Beast Watch News. Full news coverage with a Hebraic perspective of the headlines fulfilling Bible prophecy. Remember to financially and prayerfully support Beast Watch News for keeping you up to date. Send your donation to Beast Watch News today. It takes money to operate this ministry, and your help is much appreciated. Now, we're going to talk about anti-Semitism. If you're wondering where the chaos of anti-Semitism is leading, I'm about to tell you. It gets worse by the day This week, two U.S. lawmakers jumped at the opportunity to make use of President Trump's new anti-Semitism executive order If you are following this at all, you are probably already aware of this But I want to share some things that you might not already know Rick Wiles latest rant against the Jews was in calling the effort to impeach President Trump a Jew coup and he said that Jews also will kill millions of Christians after they overthrow Trump. Well YouTube removed the video of Wiles claiming the effort to impeach Donald Trump is a Jew coup but his channel remains online. The two US lawmakers who jumped on Rick Wiles are representatives Ted Deutsch of Florida and Elaine Luria of Virginia. They sent a letter on Monday to White House acting Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney expressing surprise that True News participated in White House media events and Trump took a question from the website during a news conference the letter continues an extremist website that frequently attacks Jews and other minorities has no place in the White House president trump and other officials in this administration should publicly condemn these anti-semitic conspiracy theories and make clear that anti-semitism will not be tolerated by this white house including from its supporters they also said we believe that this requires a whole of government approach including public statements by our national leaders to consistently and firmly reject anti-semitic ideas language and violence now let's analyze deutsch and luria their opinions and what all of this means for non-Jews and Jews in America. First Deutsch and Luria show an air of superiority when they say the administration should publicly condemn anti-semitic conspiracy theories and that anti-semitism should not be tolerated by the White House. What do they think Trump just did with this executive order Deutsch and Lurie's pushback is not about mere condemnation read between the lines they are pushing for more than what Trump's executive order provided I believe this is a veiled request for harsher punishment for alleged anti-Semites second What are they going to do to representatives like Andrea Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Ayana Presley, and Rashida Tlaib? Will Deutsch and Luria and others censor them, punish them? Did you know that Elaine Luria may be a descendant or relative of Rabbi Isaac Luria who lived from 1534 to 1572 whose written works on Kabbalah is the basis of modern Kabbalism? Kabbalah is a Kabbalist movement harking back to Isaac Luria Well Elaine Luria is not a Kabbalist. She is a reformed Jew One of those that we're going to find out later The Jews say are fake Jews If they disagree with Israel I can't find anything that links her to Isaac Luria Except that rarity of the name Which hints to me the connection And now she is in a position to push Judaism's Lashon Hara agenda and who is Ted Deutsch? Well, he also is a Jewish congressman member of the United States House of Representatives for Florida's 22nd Congressional District Ted and Elaine very much dislike Rick Wiles of True News but I wonder what they want to do to other Jews who disagree with them. You see anti-semitism is all about everybody must agree with a Jew the Jews the state of Israel and Judaism the anti-semitism definition they're using includes anyone who disagrees with a Jew the Jews the state of Israel and Judaism anti-semitism is nothing more than the repackaged Jewish Lashon Hara law and Rick Wiles is now being subjected to Judaism's Lashon Hara law the very Jewish law that justified the Jews killing all the prophets and Yeshua sent to Jerusalem to get them to repent and return to the Father Unfortunately Rick uses name calling which is forbidden as Yana in the commandments but don't confuse what Yahweh says in the commandments with Lashon Hara because Lashon Hara does not appear anywhere in scripture it is a made-up Jewish cultural tenet not a law from Yahweh He has commandments that tell us how we are to speak to each other these are what we should be following because they allow for righteous people calling unrighteous people to repentance Lashon Hara today's anti-semitism won't put up with that it would be to Rick's advantage if he would stop name-calling But he is correct in saying Judaism allows for killing Christians. Judaism's laws allow for killing idolaters and Christians are idolaters according to Judaism. One of the reasons there is such a push in Judaism to turn people into Noahides is because Judaism's authority does not necessarily extend beyond the Noahides Noahidism is a subset of Judaism One must be part of Judaism to suffer the punishments available to punishers Those who refuse to convert to Judaism or Noahidism are not covered under Jewish law, but Trump has, with this executive order, subjected Americans to Jewish law, hasn't he? Jews don't dislike Christians because they observe pagan rituals like Christmas and Easter, which are idolatrous, but because we believe Yeshua is the Messiah and that he is God in the flesh. As I said last week, Trump has now destroyed free speech in America and has raised Judaism to a level of protection not afforded to Christianity or Islam and he has subjected or subjugated rather Americans under Jewish law in effect making all Americans Noahides if not in principle then in practice There was no need for Trump's executive order because Jews already had the same protections as everyone else under U.S. discrimination laws, which includes protections for religion in schools and the workplace in the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and Title VII. But it doesn't stop there anti-semitism is being labeled on Jews who disagree with the Israeli state in this Beastwatch News article of September 12, 2019, I asked the question, can a Jew be an anti-Semite? And I answered it in that article. I revealed that Health Minister Yaakov Litzman had said Benny Gantz and Yair Lapide of the Blue and White Party are now infected with the same disease. What was that disease? well Litzman said Lapid was infected with anti-semitism who was Trump talking about a few weeks ago when he said there are Jews who don't love Israel enough well he was talking about Jews who disagree with the Jewish state the implication was that Jews who didn't vote for him don't love Israel in Trump's minds, he is Israel He wants to be the king of Israel, and if not king, then prime minister. Without understanding what he is doing because of his hubris and hunger for dominance, Trump is actually doing harm to Jews in America the Washington Post article that I have here addresses that it says the vast majority of Jews in the United States do not see themselves as a separate nationality or race in most polls they describe their Jewishness as a cultural or religious identity or simply as a matter of heritage while their nationality is American The accusation that Jews have not been devoted to the countries in which they live, but rather have different national loyalties, is an age-old anti-Semitic trope. It was often used to deny Jews full rights and privileges in their respective countries of residence, and opens up a question of Jewish belonging that the United States has not seen before a scary proposition for American Jews so says this article Trump does not realize that his executive order actually implies that Jews are now a separate nationality within the American nation Trump is caught in the Israel is a Jewish state trap but doesn't know or understand it In Israel, Jewish refers to nationality rather than to religion as is stated in each citizen's identity papers. This was confirmed in 2018 when the Knesset ratified the basic law of Israel as the nation state of the Jewish people the decision of who is a Jew with several times brought or was several times brought before the Israeli Supreme Court as it is a question of far-reaching legal consequences every Jew has the automatic right to immigrate to Israel the Jewish state's Supreme Court's ruling makes all Jews everywhere a part of the Jewish state thus it was the house of Judah's disobedience to Yahweh that has caused this conundrum because they separate themselves from everyone else on earth including all the other Israelites who have a right to the land and Abraham's inheritance It is important to take measures to protect Jewish students from anti-semitism on campus but not at the price of classifying Jews as a nationality within the United States. This contradicts the feelings of most American Jews and opens up a dangerous discussion that really never existed in this country before now. In the end, in the name of protecting Jews from anti-Semitism, such a maneuver might lay the groundwork for a much more serious anti-Semitic threat. Could Jew to Jew, anti-Semitism be one form this new threat will take? Back to the question, can a Jew be an anti-Semite let's look at what some Jews are saying about other Jews this week here is in Israel Pundit's Jewish news website with a recent report about fake Jews you know Jews who try to harm Israel and the Jewish people by Michael Wise PhD no I've never heard of him but he sure thinks he's somebody listen to what he says we brand Jews these Jewish people as fake Jews now those are his the author's capital letters not mine I mean he is screaming mad eh? they advocate boycott divestment sanctions against Israel BDS and vilify Israel as a genocidal apartheid state occupier and violator of human rights Many fake Jews deny their Jewish parentage and go out of their way to hurt the Jewish people. They malign Israel and mislead many uninformed people. These Jews provide legitimacy to the assault against Israel. Not surprisingly, U.S. President Donald Trump says some American Jews don't love Israel enough the opinion of Michael Wise is that being Jewish is more than religion it is nationality he is upholding Trump's sentiment and Wise accuses Jews who disagree with their own nationality as traitors to the state of Israel treason he is accusing them of treason continue listening I'm going to quote him exactly saying that health minister Yaakov Litzman who I quoted in the Beastwatch News September 12th 2019 article and Michael L. Wise in this Is repundant article are making worse accusations than Rick Wiles now Michael Wise launches into an area that we all know to avoid Yes, he's a Kabbalist. He says, according to Kabbalistic thought, in every generation, fake Jews, Erev Rav, he says, cause many of the problems affecting the Jewish people. A daily prayer is said every day for such Jews. May the slanderous internal enemies have no hope. Now, there's mercy for you. Don't call them to repentance. Don't let them change their minds and come to Yahweh. Let them suffer no hope. No, we can't any of us have something to do with that repentance thing. Why, if we did that, it could mean that we would see something we need to repent of and we're not going there. Alan Dershowitz explains that people who use their credibility as Jews to destroy the Jewish people shall have no hope. A Moser or a traitor is a fake Jew by the way Moser means bastard. A Moser or a traitor is a fake Jew who tries to gain favor in the eyes of the rest of the world by acting against other Jews Do you think I was extrapolating the Michael Wise is accusing Jews of disagreeing with Jewish state are traitors? Well, there you see that he actually calls them traitors. A bastard or a traitor is a fake Jew. Furthermore, as smart as Michael Wise thinks he is, He should know that the Erev-Rav, the Jews pray for every day, were not Jews. (laughs) Oh, the joke's on him! They were all the non-Israelites that followed the Israelites' twelve tribes out of Egypt. Now There were people from the tribe of Judah. But they were not yet known as Jews. You see, false accusations are built on false premises that come from rejecting the truth of the law of Moses. If the Jews were not so rebellious that they can actually believe that rabbis decree and God obeys, this would not be happening. The Jews that despise other Jews who disagree with them are most often from Kabod, almost all Kabbalah Jews would agree with Kabbalah proponent President Trump that Reform, conservative messianic and secular Jews have no place in Israel if they disagree with Israel's policies including that Israel is now a religious state but sometimes a reform or other sectarian Jew slips through to agree with the Chabad Kabbalists like Ted Deutsch and Elaine Luria do, but now Trump's anti-semitic battle cry is spreading across the pond to Britain. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is aboard the Trump anti-semitism train. P.M. Johnson is going to make good on the conservative promise to ban BDS attempts by any UK governmental office, his special envoy for post-Holocaust issues said in Jerusalem on Sunday. Well, you know, I disagree that BDS is the same as anti-Semitism what the New World Order Jews are doing is rolling everything they disagree with you know, BDS, anti-Semitism, anti-Zionism under one big and messy umbrella called Lashon Hara now, before we quit, let's quickly look at a possible upset happening in Israel's election process the Knesset dissolved itself again Likud will hold its primary on December 26th, and Israel is officially headed into a third round of elections, but Netanyahu now has a party rival, Gideon Saar. Saar, according to Times of Israel, has cast himself in the role of Savior of Right. A number of prominent Likud members have lined up behind him in recent days, but Many Likud members have criticized Sar over his public challenge of Netanyahu's leadership, with some even accusing him of betrayal. I wonder why they're not calling Sar an anti-Semite. Despite polls showing Likud sinking by four seats under Saar, he claimed that he would be able to boost the party's numbers by returning voters who formally voted for the Kulanu party and who are currently supporting Avigdor Lieberman's Yisrael Beitenu. well that's all well and good but here is what you need to know about Saar he has the same agenda as Netanyahu what is that agenda the Jordan option now we're circling back to the beginning of this broadcast with the Hezbollah news story about the peace deal what Hezbollah said just ain't so the Jewish leadership in Israel are on board that Jordan option boat and that thing has already sailed Saar said that the solution needs to be an autonomous Palestinian entity linked together in a federation with Jordan just like last week's Uri Banks. He said between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea there cannot be another state. Well, but Saar went on to attack Netanyahu for endless concessions for helping perpetuate the idea that a Palestinian state is the only way to achieve peace. Now, Saar knows better sar knows that trump and netanyahu are not looking at a two state solution any longer netanyahu has in recent years also moved away from tacit support for a two state solution and has over the last few months been promising to annex the jordan valley in the west bank if reelected however a lie spoken by sar often enough will be believed by people. Saar is falsely accusing Netanyahu. How does that make Saar better than Netanyahu? My point is that the Jordan option is coming. March 26th election results won't stop that. This is the more important issue than who wins the election unless it is won by a left-wing candidate Despite the defections within the Likud party Netanyahu is still expected to defeat Tsar. As you can see Jerusalem has become the center of attention from trying to use a fake leak of Trump's peace plan to stir up war in Israel to fomenting war between Jews and everyone else and Jews and fake Jews. The chaos will only continue to worsen. Zechariah 12.3 says, On that day I will make Jerusalem a heavy stone for all the peoples. All who lift it will surely hurt themselves, and all the nations of the earth will gather against it. That's it for this Beast Watch News update. This is Kimberly Rogers Brown signing off. Click over to beastwatchnews.com for full comprehensive coverage of all the headlines fulfilling end of day's Bible prophecies.